Welcome back to another episode of the Extra Life Podcast, the most controversial podcast in gaming. I am your host, Hattie, two weeks late, like always, and I am joined by my co-host, Christian, and today we have got a lot of spicy things for you. Hell yeah, we do. It's a good one today. Uh, So last episode, if you didn't notice, I was not here. Uh, I was replaced by by a great person. Urch uh, came in. Thank you so much, Urch. We love you. Um, yeah, I was away. I was gone. I was on vacation, and I did not tell Christian. <laughs> Unbelievable. I just, did, I just did not say it. I thought I said it. I I guess I guess he didn't get the memo, so I just left. And I, I want here this we are to be now. known. I want this to be known that I was told the day that we were going to record last week's episode. Oh, by the way, I'm on vacation. I won't be back till the 9th. So me being an amazing person rewrote a whole other episode. (laughs) The day we had to record, wrote a whole new one. Hey, you know, and it was a fire episode, you know? It was. It was very good. Great episode. Um... Maybe we can do another one when I'm actually here. But for today, we got a fire, fire episode. So let's roll right in with the games that we've played our past weeks. I'll go first because I said I was going to play a game four weeks ago now. Um, it was a game called Super Hot, the most innovative shooter I've ever played. No, but um, it's a great game. If you've never played Super Hot, play Super Hot. It's a very meta game, it's fun. It's classy, you know, it's just basically killing red guys, and there's like a whole story to it that it's like, like you're, you're playing the game, but you're, but it's like not a game, and like, it's very cool, it's a very cool story, you'll love it. I've not met a person who has not loved Super Hot, except I was playing it on the Nintendo Switch, on the, and on the Nintendo Switch, they actually have a mode called Gyroscope Mode, where you can basically just move your Switch, and it will like aim where you're aiming the switch so i was playing i played the entire game like that where i was just basically aiming the switch and firing kind of like a vr headset without the headset uh it was cool it was super cool it worked really well i don't know how they did it but they managed to pull it off there's not a lot to say about super high it's a very simple game they have not played it play the game Gonna give Super Hot a nine out of ten. Very nice. It's a great game. You should play Super Hot. It's it's nothing hard that you can basically time moves when you move and it's a shooter. That's that's the whole game. (laughs) All right. So, uh, for the last two weeks, I actually said I was gonna be playing two different games. So. The first one I originally started playing was this game called Lake. And I maybe got about halfway through, maybe a little less than halfway through. And I it just it didn't hook me. I was not it was not fun for me. It was a very interesting story, but like it all in all, it's a mailman simulator. And I was not about to sit here on my precious spare time delivering people's mail. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I quickly gave up on that game. Uh, so in true extra life fashion, I will not give that a proper score just because I feel a like fat I zero out of 10 
We did not bother to fucking finish your game. Be better at making games. You're disappointed. Uh, yeah, so I didn't finish it, so I don't want to give it, like, a score. But the second game I played was a little gem called Firewatch. And, oh my god, do I absolutely love this game. It is just... It, it's such, like, a like a breath of like fresh air almost like it's so nice just just playing it like the story like it it like captures your heart almost because it's like from the very beginning it's like very nice and sweet and then it takes like a very sad turn and then you start feeling like connected to it and it's like oh man and then you go into the whole thing you play the game and then you're even in more emotional Oh, it's just so good. It was just like a giant emotional roller coaster the whole time I was playing it, and I loved it. I'm pretty sure these types of games, they're they're technically called walking simulators, I think, right? Yes. I think that'd be like a fair class for it. Yeah, so, walking sims are probably one of my favorite genres of games. because I just Yeah, so it. it's like, there, there's not much good. to it. It's not action-y, there's none of that stuff. It's just you're walking, you do a little bit of maneuvering here and there puzzles and stuff like that but it's just very story and narrative driven and this one nails it right on the fucking head it's amazing uh if i were to rate this game i would give it a solid nine and a half a nine and a half Dang. yes and that's only because there's one walking simulator that will forever hold a perfect 10 out of 10 and that is what remains of Edith Finch. Oh my god, you said it. I actually just recently played this game uh, with my good friend, uh, Bootleg Breakfast Burrito. Some people might know her, some people don't. She's my head mod um, and my IRL friend. And we, she came in new, to New Jersey, and so we, we played the... She, she never played it. We played it together. What a fantastic game that is. It, it truly is. And I know this is just kind of like a side tangent. Actually, I think it is the embodiment of a perfect game there is like is. each each story is a different mechanic and gameplay element each story like adds something to the piece of the puzzle that you're trying to solve and it's very good there's like overlapping mysteries and it's it's kind of bittersweet but it's also kind of happy and joyous in a way it's so good and then lewis's story at the very end one of the last stories is is, is just like the most raw stories you can find out there seriously play what remains of edith finch yes i, I and, completely agree with that and play firewatch because it's literally right up yes. there with it like it is honestly like so close to it the only difference is i'm 27 going on 28 there's never in my life a video game that has made me cry and edith finch made me cry twice so yeah, yeah, that is why it's a ten out of ten. And Firewatch almost made me cry. I had a, I, I was teary for a little bit in some parts, but yeah. So yeah, nine and a half for Firewatch, and go play Edith Finch if you haven't, because you will not regret it. It's like twenty bucks. Just, just play it. Um, yeah, I liked Firewatch as well. Uh, walking, just play a walking sim. Yeah, just find honestly. a walking sim and play it because they're like, always good. At most, you're going to be like, what, like five hours and you're going to beat it for like the hardcore walking sims. But like most of them can be done in like two or three hours. 
So I just want someone to speed run like what remains of you. <laughs> oh my god! Speedrunning any percent? I feel like you can. I feel like you can. I feel speed like run I that feel game. like. Hold up. Let me. Can I look this up real real quick? Speedrunning.com. Let me just look up. Oh man. I feel like I need to look this up. What remains? Running. Dot com. What remains? of edith finch i feel like this needs to be answered here oh my god it, it exists it exists <laughs> let's go it exists let's go the fastest time is 35 minutes and 31 seconds that's insane right. you're hearing it here right now on the extra life podcast i am going to beat that record <laughs> is it even possible how how do you save like how do you do it that fast I'm going to memorize everything, and you will see. I'm going to beat that game. That's and... crazy. Oh, that's on PC. What about console? Let's see. Console, is it any different? Oh, it's basically around the same time, around 35 minutes. That's crazy. I'll beat it. I'll beat it. Don't worry. All right. Well, that's going to do it for that segment. Let's move on to the news. I feel like yes, we should save yes, the juiciest yes. stuff for the last. we got some pretty juicy stuff coming up. Uh, let's start with the other news first. Uh, the Star Wars Battlefront 2. You've all heard of it. We've all been through it. It's a game that that was at launch shitty, and but has worked its way up to being a very good game. Well, it still exists. And do you know what EA said? Let's let's just ignore it. Just let it sit and just do nothing. And now as uh as it is abandoned it's basically unplayable you, you players can't kill each other anymore there's just glitches upon glitches upon glitches hackers and whatever they just ea just does not care about this and it's been this way for months months and months that's a shame because like we talked about this in a previous episode that like specifically this game too because the loot boxes like yes. th this this was a game that like literally got beaten to the ground by its peers and everybody and managed to like slowly rebuild itself and now it's just abandoned oh that sucks that's why i wanted to bring it up because like it when, it when it had the content it finally had it was a good game but now if <laughs> you can't even kill people in it what's the point like what was the point for all i guess to make a quick buck i mean that's that's ea's motto Let's make a quick dollar and make people pay for uh, what should have been a standard experience when you bought the game at base price. Exactly. Um, and that's not the only game that's that's been broken. Battlefield 2042, another broken game. Uh, so broken that Steam is breaking their refund pol policy to issue refunds to people. Typically, that's Steam's, crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Steam usually has like a very strict refund policy. You can play it up to two hours. After two hours, you can't get a refund. But if it's like below that and like you haven't refunded something in a while, you can get your full money back. Um, I guess now they're breaking that so that you can up. The time you've played because it sounds like it's so broken that by the time you reach two hours you haven't even played a game it's crazy yeah there's um 
I went into a couple matches recently because it was on one of those um, like free play weekends, whatever for Xbox. So I, I was like, you know, what? let me finally try it because I wanted a FPS to play and literally aiming the gun dead center at somebody. You'll shoot like two bullets and then the rest. It just like goes wherever like you. There's no such thing as aiming in this game either. It's so broken. Like there's something horribly wrong with this game and it needs to be fixed. That's that's honestly upsetting. Um, I it's, I don't get why studios abandon their games before they turn off. Don't abandon your game. People are gonna like your game. It, obviously, it's gonna piss off uh, an active player base. So when their players stop plummeting, don't ask yourself why are you losing money on that game. Like it's crazy that they that they haven't thought to like put in the effort or put in like anything like extra. It feels it's been out for months now, and it just feels like it hasn't been touched. It's just like yeah, the 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 problem too is like Battlefield games in general is like highly notorious for these kind of launches. Like since probably Battlefield Three, there hasn't been a clean launch, and the game has been in a broken state for months until they fix it. That's. It's it's sad. It's just sad. Um, and then lastly, uh, Roblox uh, settles their court case with YouTuber Ruben Sim. So, okay, this is kind of a story. Have you heard about this, Christian? Uh, the whole... I have not, actually. So Roblox sued a YouTuber. Typically, we don't talk about YouTubers, but it's a game company. So I'm just going to mention it briefly. A game company, uh, Roblox, as you guys all know, you've probably played it. On a trunk Tuesday, once upon a time, uh, it's a game for kids, and basically this YouTuber Ruben Sim, he's a uh, basically like a commentator uh, YouTuber, basically makes commentary videos on like the dark side of YouTube, so like like pay, uh, pedal rings and like just like really gross and grotesque stuff, and basically uh, Roblox sued. Uh, this YouTuber, Ruben Sim, um, for like $1.6 million, basically saying that they were, that he was lying, and that he was like, that he was making stuff up, and that he threatened to, like, shoot up, like, like, an official, like, meeting or something, like that, something crazy on, on Twitter, which he never did, there's no, like, evidence of this. It was just to try to, like, I guess, Ruben Sim to settle it, uh, settle the court case. Basically, the settlement came today. He has to pay Roblox, like, I think 100k, um, which is still a crazy amount for a YouTuber. Um, he also is not allowed to play in Roblox anymore. Uh, he's not allowed to touch the website. I think there's like just a few other clauses, which still sucks. And 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 other and then like Roblox said, like we'll allow you to make your social videos still. I guess that's that. That was that was their side of the deal. So he's still gonna like I think talk about them, but like. But he just can't like play it anymore or anything like that. Yeah, he also had to pay that's... money. Yeah, that kind of sucks. It feels like it feels like. I don't know who won in this situation. It's definitely Roblox, because they didn't lose shit. Yeah, uh, Roblox, I feel like... Roblox lost nothing here. Yeah, I always feel like when, like, 
like the game publisher developer whatever goes after someone it's never that individual person coming out on top regardless like it's always like a win-win for that said game company or whatever yeah there is there is the occasion where like that person would win or something but nine out of ten times it's always the game that wins that's true i i agree i agree full-heartedly um and yeah so that's about it for that story. Now on to the biggest news we have today. Breaking news. Well, not really yet. But first off, uh, so we're going to talk about Activision Blizzard. Two huge stories for you here today. Uh, first off, this happened about two weeks ago. Um, basically a day after uh, Urch and Christian finished recording. Uh, California appeal try, uh, attempts to appeal judge decision for Activision to settle the lawsuit for... Uh, 18 million dollars if you guys don't know the judge allowed activision to settle the matter for 18 million dollars california is now trying to appeal that decision so we'll see where that goes in terms of i hope that they don't get off scot scot free because a lot of this money i feel like is it's gonna go to the the victims and the victim's family i don't know a lot about law uh as you can probably tell this <laughs> i don't know a lot but i i I imagine that's where the money's gonna go. It's gonna go to, I guess, like, I guess, giving the money back to the victims. Yeah, I mean, um, it's kind of like what um, I spoke on it briefly the previous episode with Urch. There was another case like this with discrimination in a workplace, and I believe it was for, like, 14 or 15 mil or something like that and like 80 percent of it went to paying like uh gratuities towards like the women who were harassed or sexually assaulted whatever and then the rest of it went to paying off their fee so they didn't have to worry about it so i'm gonna assume that would be the same thing with this 18 mil if they actually did settle out it would be probably somewhere along the lines of that yeah, yeah. Um, but, but we do not want this to happen. We don't want this to get settled out of court. That's the thing. Yes, I agree. I, well, if they, oh, the settlement's kind of like like a set amount of money. If they don't settle, I think it would be more money. That's why they're trying to settle. Yeah. Oh, if, if it's able to be so much more if they... if. Uh, if this gets like reversed and they actually go to uh trial and everything, oh my god, it'll be so much more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the biggest news today, Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard for 68.7 billion dollars. Wow. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I'm so happy. I'm so happy about this. I think this is a wonderful change. It is. There, there's a couple things I want to touch on this, like with this acquisition that actually me and my friend were talking about earlier. But um, before that, if you have anything you want to say beforehand. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I. So I see this as it, it could go. It, it's obviously good for Microsoft because, you know, they're they're acquiring a very big big company with Activision Blizzard. But does this mean now, you know, more exclusives for Microsoft in terms of Call of Duty, Overwatch, Diablo? Like, are, are these going to be only on 
Xbox slash PC now because I, of this? They said that it wasn't. I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I think the biggest thing to come from this is that Bobby Kotick is expected to step down due to this Microsoft acquisition. So hopefully he does yes, that. That's... Thank God he's going to do that. Fuck Bobby Kotick. Go fuck yourself. Um, I... The only thing that sucks about that, though, uh, this this is probably a rumor. I don't know. I saw it online, so take it with a grain of salt. But like when this is all said and done with the full paperwork, though, it's not expected for him to leave until 2023, though. So we still got to deal with him for another year at this company. At least he's going to step down. That's the good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the saving grace in all of this. Just so you know, so that he can finally leave. So we don't have to deal with that piece of shit no longer. Uh, but I hear what you're saying. In terms of games, I really don't know what this is going to do uh, like for anything. I hope that it's not going to be just Xbox exclusives now, because obviously I play PC. I guess I can now play on the Xbox for PC thing, but like, you know, I still like to use my Steam to play on Steam. Yeah. Well, because so if you remember years ago, uh, so when the original Destiny launch, it was under, I believe, Activision um, Blizzard. So it was with Sony and then or because of the Activision side, it was on Sony and same with Call of Duty. So PlayStation always got stuff like a month earlier or they would get like extra goodies and then Xbox would get it later down the line or just never get it. So we might see that come back, but just reverse now with Xbox getting the goodies and PlayStation just like getting kicked to the curb, you know? Yeah. But to, to be fair, no one has a PS5 regardless. It's impossible to find any of those. And Xbox just kicking their ass with their Xbox, you know, their newest Xbox. So it's just like, I feel like... Yeah, all, all we're trying to say is Microsoft is a walking W. That is that, all. Yeah, yeah. They just, <laughs> they, they, they only take fat W's, no fat L's. But regardless, exactly. big story nonetheless. Uh, and that, I think, about does it for the Newsweek. Some spicy, spicy stories. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I think hopefully we hear more about what's to happen, what's going on with them, like, you know, the strikes that are happening, what this could mean for the company, what could it mean for Bobby Kotick, what it could it mean for the games, you know. We'll, we'll take a look. We'll keep you updated and make sure our viewers or not viewers, listeners are informed. Uh, yes, it should be a very interesting few months for Microsoft and Activision and Blizzard. So I'm sure we'll have plenty, plenty more news stories to cover. So, yes. Uh, so today's big topic. You ready for this one? It's game delays. Game delays. They've been a th- pain in the ass since the beginning of gaming but what is game delay well (laughs) game delays are basically when basically when a company says that the the product that they are pushing out will be released on this day uh but it is in fact changed to a different day further in time as the name suggests game delay it's in the title uh 
this this could be games like Cyberpunk, Island Wake, um, The Last Guardian. Uh, just you know, you can probably find just like a bunch of lists of different games. Um, do you have any other uh, game delays that I'm missing here, Christian? Other than like some of the newer ones, so like you know, Overwatch Two and That's Diablo right, yeah. Four just recently got delayed until. 2023 and all they gave us was a year they didn't even give us a date so that's crazy. things like that it's yeah but i mean thinking back at it now it, like it makes sense with this whole thing going on at least for those two specific games i'm not saying game delays as a whole but those two specific i can kind of understand why they got <laughs> delayed but because of this whole sexual assault thing with activision blizzard which is crazy i think this is this whole situation and it was clearly going on for years and years so that's probably why it was it just doesn't sound like activision blizzard is a great place to work on anyways we're getting sidetracked yeah. i fucked activision yes. blizzard <laughs> uh some of the bad game delays cyberpunk cyberpunk has been one of the most notoriously bad game delays i think it was delayed for about two years at month intervals. So it would be like this month, this month, this month, this month. Two years, I think. Or longer, I think. It was like for three, even. It was crazy how... Yeah, this this game kept getting pushed back and back and back. And and the finished state of it was abysmal. Nowhere near finished. Glitches upon glitches upon glitches. I think the PS4 version didn't even work. Which is insane. <laughs> you, none, of, none of like... In quotation mark, current gen, speaking of like Xbox One and PS4, none of them worked properly on launch. Like it was like <laughs> that's crazy. I'm, ta I'm I'm talking like Xbox 360 frame rate. Like you're locked at 30 FPS at like 480p or something. Like it was abysmal. It was so bad. That is that is absolutely insane. I I we're gonna trash on Cyberpunk a lot this episode. They kind of deserve it. Not gonna lie, Cyberpunk kind of deserves it. Uh, but do you think that all games, uh, game delays are bad? Do you think that, Christian? Um, personally, I don't think so. I don't think... I don't... I don't think so. I don't think they're bad. I don't think all delays are bad. I think and... some of them are, definitely. Uh, I think a majority... Oh, yeah, I think I'm sure. actually... I think a majority of the game delays are bad. Because if you... So, here's my opinion. If you're going to push a game, push it to a date that's far enough in the future. Don't keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it at small intervals because that's going to piss off people like every, at every single interval. Push it to a date that is further and set in stone so that you know the game. If it has to be two years, push the date to two years in the future. People will be pissed, but they will be more pissed if you constantly delay it for those two years at those small intervals they'll get far more more pissed off uh like than if you were to just you know push it to two years because you know you're gonna need two more t years more time to make a good game like no man's sky no man's sky is a great example of a game that should have been delayed it should have been delayed because look at no man's sky right now and look at no man's sky from when it was released no man's sky when it was released was had barely any content it was it was like bone dry, like there was just nothing there. And No Man's Sky now was probably one of the, like the biggest games out there, which is crazy to think about when you look at it from its launch. Yeah, that that game like 
when it released, whatever the hell genre it landed in, literally it should have just been a spaceship simulator because that's all you were doing was just driving your spaceship around. Like that game was so empty, so boring, and like everything that like the devs promised, like at launch, it it technically was there, but it was so bare bones that like it wasn't even worth going to all these different planets and solar systems and everything. But they made it sound like everything was just the same. They made it sound like it was like the next like like biggest thing. In, in gaming, like every single mechanic there was going to be like the biggest thing ever, and then it would be crazy and whatever. But it really wasn't. It was just, it was just kind of just lacking in every single department. But look at it now. Now they finally have delivered on their promise, and it's still getting updates to this day, I believe. It's still. And they're all free. That is true. They are all free. Free DLCs. We should make that happen. Different topic again, but I, I love that it's free. I think No Man's Sky is a perfect example of a game that should have been delayed and pushed to... It should have been delivered in the state that it is now and not the state that it was in when it was first released. Because if it was pushed originally back into this, in the state that it was released now, I think that the player base would be more than it is. I know it's a lot now, but they had to grow that player base over time. I mean, obviously, they earned the respect of their loyal fan base, but, like, they could have earned a bigger loyal fan base at the beginning if they, you know. Yeah, and I mean, like, um, sticking with the topic of, like, <clears throat> should games be delayed, uh, just look at uh, Battlefield 2042. If that game just simply got delayed an extra month, like they just took yeah, an extra month 100%. to like smooth everything out, fix the server issues, fix everything, because everything that translated from the beta, like th- that was the point of the beta was to fix the bugs. They were just like, okay, beta's done. Here's your game. Have fun. It's like, did we even leave the beta? Like, well, no. They, they, they literally just pushed out the game as it was beta. They basically took all the feedback from beta put it in a trash can and said, here you go. This is the game you are getting. We're just basically yeah, it, trying to get people to react to the full game. Yeah. And like another game that I personally think should have been delayed when it did come out was uh destiny two back in uh, 2016. When that game came out, it was fucking bone dry compared to what we had on the very last days of destiny one. And like, I'm a Destiny fanboy. Like, I, I love the game. But even if that game just got delayed another, like, six months, I think it would have had a s- much better launch. And same with, like, the first three DLCs that came out with it. Because the the whole first year and a half of that game was just garbage. Because they had to fix all of the mistakes of releasing it too early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just... So, so like... To, to, to sum up, like, this whole thing is, like, I do believe that some game delays are necessary and are actually helpful for the game, opposed to just pushing out the game. Let's talk about the bad game delays, because, obviously, these game delays, when they are bad, they hurt a game's image. Like, Cyberpunk, before it even came out, was the laughing stock. They had to pull off a miracle to make that game good, and they just could not deliver. Uh, I mean... Even if it was a working game, I don't think it would have delivered because they have just delayed it so much. They have constantly put pissed off their fan base to the point where it was just like, like, what was the point in following the game at that point? It wasn't 
there's no point. Yeah, and I mean, there's a there's a few list of um uh like notorious game delays, I guess that like actually were pretty bad delays. Um, one of them, I don't know if you heard of this game, but it's called Perfect Dark Zero. Have you ever heard of it? Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. Okay. So the original game, Perfect Dark, was a, a fantastic game. It was super fun and. So Perfect Dark Zero, when it got announced, was intended to be released on the GameCube. Okay, so we're, t- we're this this is way back in the day. So originally got announced for the GameCube, got delayed, and then was announced was going to be one of the launching titles for the original Xbox. Okay. Okay. Then it got delayed even further, and okay. it finally came out during the 360 era. Like that is a huge gap. You're you're talking two full generation of consoles happened till you uh, put out your game uh, that you promised that's us. That's crazy. That's actually crazy. Like, like that's really bad. Yeah, that's not that's not great. Oh. And like it, the game now has a pretty big cult following. Like you either love the game or you hate it. It's one of those style ones. Like the original was ten times better than Perfect Dark Zero, but like it has the cult following now, so people are okay with it. But still, two full generations of gaming consoles that you're going to delay a game into, that that's a little little much, if you ask Especially me. Especially for a game know? that is either hot or cold with a person. It needs to be a unanimous yes. If you were delaying a game for two full fucking years, it needs to be a hit. It cannot be a flip or a flop. It needs to be positive rather than negative. And if... If you can't do that, you're not gonna. It's not gonna be in like the Hall of Fame with some of some of the greatest games like Portal or Half Life or I'm just listing. I'm just gonna list Valve games. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm pretty sure Half Life Two also got a bunch of delays as well, right? Uh, but like, here's, there's a, there's a clear difference between for, between that game and Half Life Two, and that is Half Life Two is a fantastic game. It, it, the that story, is true. the that gameplay, is very true. that that whole. Half-Life itself is already a fantastic series. There there was a clear difference between, like I said, if you were going to delay it, make it a hit. And that's what Valve did. They knew that they needed more time. They delayed it. But they knew that they had to make it a hit. And that's what they made. It is considered now one of the greatest games of all time, Half-Life 2. You ask someone what their favorite game is, some people will say, Half-Life 2 is my favorite game of all time. Half-Life is my favorite franchise. It's because that they made it so good in that time. They refined it. They they stylized it. They made sure that it was a good product. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I guess that wasn't the greatest comparison. But again, I guess this goes into like, you know, are some game delays good? Yes, because Half-Life 2 is a fucking masterpiece. Yes, yes, 100%. So. 100%. <laughs> and- but, um... Real quick, uh, so you were talking about how uh, a game delay can harm a game's image, right? Or the marketing. I think the biggest and most notorious game delay was Duke Nukem Forever. You've heard of that game, right? Yes, I have. 100%. I I, I know about that one. That game was announced April of 1997. Okay? I knew that. I think I watched a whole video on this because it was just such a... Do you know when it was finally released? Wasn't it only 2012? June of 2011, the oh, game fuck. finally came yeah, out. I knew it was like 2011 or 2012. And the way that, like, how it, like, harms a gaming's image or whatever, 
is when that when the original came out in like the 90s, right? Yeah. It was okay. Like that style of gaming and like the way Duke Nukem would talk and stuff, perfectly acceptable. <laughs> but you're gonna delay They literally <laughs> Yeah, they literally made the same exact game like they thought they was gonna be okay to make <laughs> in the nineties and released it in the twenty tens. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Like, come on. That's really like, it funny. was it was so raunchy. It was so disgusting. And like, it was like, <laughs> at, why? At this point, why release it? Like, we're talking what? Uh, 14 fucking years later, you're going to put out this game? Come yeah, on. It's, it really is crazy. And and I feel like the, the bulk of that is the management. So a lot of times, it's not the fault of the game developers. So here's basically how a game works. And I, I think a lot of articles have come out where basically they, they try to get the game done by an initial release because the marketing team is, is making this big promo for the game. And then the game develop, developers pushing that. And then there's a, there's a management guy who controls both the marketing and controls the game developers. So... A lot of times, if the game is approaching, they will start crunching the game developers to work overtime. A lot of times, game developers are treated very poorly. And the reason be of that is because of game release dates. That is probably the main reason why game developers are treated so shitty. Because that they have that deadline that they have to meet. And when they have to delay the game, that is not the fault of the game developers. I want to make that clear. It is the fault of the management who said that the game will be do at that date do not make a date when you are starting a game make the date when it is close and i mean this very very close make the date even when the game is done like make it from a month from now and just real hype it hype it up like i feel like if, if games companies did that i feel like it would be games would be perceived better instead of having to delay it over and over and over again you, you know what I'm saying? I, I agree with that. No, I agree. And like, people always like want to just point the fingers at the devs or like the team and everything. Where a lot of times, and if you look at with Cyberpunk's case, it was like the people investing the money into the game that was like, nope, you got to get this out. You got to get this out. We have to meet quotas. Our numbers are dropping. Just put out the game. We got to make our money. You know? Yeah. And it's and it's like. You 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 can't you can't put the blame on the devs at this point because now they're getting rushed. They're already overworked. They're probably tired. For all we know, they're probably on their like third day straight of like trying to fix this one bug. And the management and the um the investors are just like, yeah, we don't care. Put the game out. Patch it at another date. Yeah. And uh, it it sucks for the devs because they always take the full brunt of it all of the time and like they really shouldn't they don't deserve it um basically to finalize the points that i just want to make this is how companies listen closely i, I know you're listening activision ea know you guys are listening love that you're fans of the extra life podcast continue to listen next week <laughs> here's what you guys can do to make your games better don't promise a set date make the game first Make the game first, maybe make a little teaser trailer, but don't give too much detail away. Don't hype them up too much to, like, the players too much to where they will start getting angry about where the game is. Once when the game is finished, and I mean finished, finished, that's when you should release information about the game. 
like, and then you should start debugging and de like like doing taking care of all this different stuff. Then have like a, maybe a beta uh, and and whatever. Don't release the game date until you know the game is finished. That is the problem. They are releasing. You guys are releasing it way too early before the game is finished. Finish the game. And then even, I would say even, like, during, like, the debugging phase, you could give information about it. I feel like that's fair, because you don't need, I mean, I obviously it takes a lot of effort, but, like, if it, just set it to when you know it will be completely finished. Where you know people will be happy with the product. Do you know what a good product looks like? You guys have all produced good products. You know what it should look like. You know it should be fun. Don't push out something that you know people that you know is half-assed basically yeah and, and I, I guess like another way they can like kind of like keep people like in the loop of stuff as well as like back then i remember we used to get a shit ton of betas before games got released like i'm talking like there'd be like two or three beta weekends before a game would come out bring those back like Show people that, like, we're trying to fix it. Maybe if we put this in an open beta or closed beta, whatever floats your boat, you know, put it in a beta form, send it out, get people to play test it, and then listen to the feedback. Like, actually listen to what people are saying. Like, hey, this is wrong with the game. This is wrong. That's wrong. Fix it. And then put out another beta. Like, that would... You could delay a game, like, two years with that style if you are constantly giving us a beta you know like that's gonna entice us to be like okay clearly this company cares about the game they care about what we want to say and like how we think the game should be fixed and what upon release you're gonna realize like oh wow there's barely any bugs because of all the betas we've been doing that's my take on it at least oh i i completely agree i think that game companies need to listen to their player base just a little bit more and when there are is outrage they need to address it in a prompt matter they can't just keep they can't just address it and then just do the same thing 10 seconds later because obviously that's just going to piss off people more that's what happened with cyberpunk that's why cyberpunk failed well cyberpunk failed also because it was a garbage game but like you know what i'm saying it was you need to make a hit if you were gonna do that exactly anyway that does it for the big meat i should say the big portion of the uh episode let's uh move into the what we're gonna be playing for the coming weeks christian since i let us you can say what you are playing yeah so i'm gonna be playing um a series that i've never actually played before and that is gonna be the dragon quest franchise with dragon quest 11 uh the definitive definitive edition for the xbox one that is what i'll be playing never played a dragon quest game so i'm kind of excited to jump into it yeah uh definitely good what i'm going to be playing is a game called bioshock one and two i'm gonna play try to do both of them by next time i played infinite Ooh, i played okay. i played infinite okay. i played the best one i'm gonna go back and play the first and the second game Respect. I Let's like it. On the I Switch like those well, two games. To see, to see what you know, the difference mm, is. Switch port again. Okay. Switch port again. We're going to see how, how it fares. Infinite wasn't terrible. Let's see how these go. Okay. Anyway, guys, that does it here for this episode of Extra Life Podcast. Make sure you guys tune in for the next week's uh, episode. 
And make sure you follow us on Twitter and all the other ones. Make sure you follow us on Spotify. Also, follow us on twitch.tv slash extra life podcast. I think it's extra life live. I think I made this up the usernames. We'll be trying to do live features. Hell yeah. All right. L- looking forward to doing these live specials. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I'm, I'm very happy, uh, excited. Uh, so take care, everyone. Have a great week. See ya.